0: Hello, and welcome into episode number 65 of Just Saying Sports with Jake and Sean. My name is Jake Adnip here with my best friend, Sean Dwyer. Say hello to the people. How you doing? How are we doing? Uh, we're here in the middle of October, the busiest sports month of the year, and pay- playoff baseball is already well underway. We didn't get a chance to really break anything down before the playoffs got underway, uh, but, you know, with the division series already... Uh, you know, already basically decided. Uh, we have a couple, you know, a couple of ones that are still yet to play. But uh, we're going to talk about a lot of those today. And then we're going to do a little update on the game of the week for college football this week with LSU and Florida. Obviously a big game of two top five teams, I believe. Absolutely. Now in the top seven teams. Okay, yeah, in the SEC. So uh, that's going to be a big matchup. But we can dive right into baseball, Sean. Uh, we've already seen a couple teams, you know, at least. You know, with the Dodgers, we already saw the Dodgers fall out. Well, wow, that was a bit of a surprise. It um, was, yeah. But, you know, Houston's in some trouble, and, uh, you know, our picks aren't looking so good at this exact second. But we're going we're gonna to dive into that. Let's start off there with the AL when we talked about Houston and Tampa Bay. Uh, Houston, Tampa Bay, 2-2. Two to two. Tampa Bay even put up 10 runs on them, touched up their pitching a little bit. This isn't what I expected from the Rays, and uh, I still think they're going to come out of this with a win, but, they already got Verlander gone. I think Garrett Cole's going to be pitching game five. Uh which believe, be, yeah. Yeah, which, which is nice. Obviously, they have the upper hand there. But, you know, Verlander, they put Verlander on short rest for game four, and he lost that game. Um, do you think that Houston still makes it out alive?
1: I do. Um, I, I just – I think the pitching is too good. I think that the combination of Verlander, um, Cole, and Grinky has not been as dominant as what we would say that we're going to be. I thought it would be over in three games. They pitch one, two, three, series over, but it hasn't worked out that way. Um, I just like Houston's lineup too much tonight. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer, Brantley, Alvarez, and Gurriel are all good hitters. And when you look at the amount of names I just named in a nine-man lineup, it's a lot of that lineup that they can rely on to get hits at big times. I think Garrett Cole finds a way to pull it out for them tonight pitching-wise. And I think those, those guys I named have big nights. I think Houston wins this game tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, let's do a hypothetical here uh, for both Houston and Tampa Bay. I want to talk about the championship series? All right. Obviously, uh, the Yan- the Yankees are um, side of that. So let's go with the the more unlikely one first. Tampa Bay wins tonight, and they play the Yankees in the division se- or their championship series. How do you see that going, and why?
1: I think the Yankees win that seven-game series in probably five or six games. I think that the Yankees line up in there. Look, they're in the same division as the Rays. And I I might be wrong, but I believe they won more games than they lost to the Rays over that division series matchup this season. I like the Yankees pitching a little bit better than Tampa Bay's. It's not as big of a gap as people like to think it is to me, at least. And I think the Yankees line up with Judge finally hit – finally healthy. Um, He's been injured a lot over the year. I like uh, Glaber Torres a lot in that lineup. I think Didi Gregorius is finally getting back into history after missing a lot of time. I think the Yankees are just a better team than Tampa Bay if we put them in a seven-game series.
0: Here's what we how we talked about each one of these teams at the beginning of this. The Yankees won all the way out to this point, if not further. Um, I think that we talked about Tampa Bay being one of the bottom teams. They surprised all year long. Yeah, they did. Kind of like the Brewers last year, I just don't see that magical like surprise run happening. Um, I feel like they'll get ousted if they do end up getting in that series with the Yankees. So I kind of agree. But now, what about if Houston wins?
1: If Houston wins, I'm going to stick with Houston to go to the World Series. I believe they were my pick to start the season. I believe this was our this was our do AL matchup. Houston that...
0: goes to the World Series.
1: Yeah, this would this would be the AL matchup we both predicted at the beginning of the year: Houston and the Yankees. Um, I think Houston wins now more if they get past Tampa Bay. I think they win even more now than I did before because you throw uh, Zach Grinke in that rotation as well, along with the long list of guys I listed when we were talking about the Tampa Bay game, which is going on right now.
0: All right, Sean. So now we both know how we think it'll
1: shake out if Tampa
0: Bay wins that game against Houston tonight. But what if Houston wins? Where, who do you see going to the World Series then?
1: I think that Houston wins the series, I think, even more so than I did at the beginning of the series, of the season when we predicted that potential AL outcome, Houston versus the Yankees, because you throw Zach Greenke into that rotation along with Verlander and Cole, who were already there. I think Bregman has shown he's an MVP candidate. Altuve is getting back into his rhythm after having a lot of injury problems during the season. Their lineup is a lot better, in my opinion, than the, Lank- the Yankees pitching, and I think that's going to be the difference in the series, if that's this series comes to pass, I think Houston wins.
0: I mean, it's going to be tough with, with that Yankees lineup, uh, no matter how good the pitching is when they play those games at Yankee Stadium. We talked about this several times, um, especially with Verlander's, you know, propensity to give up home runs. I wouldn't be surprised if he does lose a game or two at Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I think it could be a seven game series in that championship series if Houston and, uh, New York end up playing there, but, um, I'm still going with Houston. They've been the best team in the majors for the last couple of years and they don't look any different. Like you said, they've only added pieces. So let's go to the NLCS that is already decided. It is going to be the Washington nationals who took down the Dodgers and then the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, not, not quite sure. These were gonna be the two teams that we thought were going to be in the NLCS, but, uh, who do you think wins this and has to face, in your mind, Houston in the, uh, in the World Series?
1: I think it's going to be the Nationals. The only reason that I give the Nationals the edge in my mind, it's really close, and I, I really am not confident in this, but I give it to the Nationals because of Max Scherzer. You put him into a multiple starts in a series. I know he pitched last night, but we both know who Max Scherzer is. He's going to get his body ready. He's going to be ready for the start of this series, and he's going to pitch multiple games. And I think with when I mean, we can talk off experience of having seen him in Detroit during these kinds of things. Once you get into that Max Scherzer stare, anything can happen, (laughs) and it's not good for you. He can just take over games in an instant, and I think that's what gives the Nationals the edge to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at just what the Nationals were able to do with the Dodgers, I mean, how they came out in that game, you think a grand slam in the the top of the 10th inning, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, That's a lot of momentum. There's gonna be uh, there's gonna be like you said starters from day one they're right back on schedule because it was a long series so they have they'll have their rest Scherzer I feel like they do come out and win game one and I don't know I just didn't see the Cardinals being here in the first place so um, I'll give it to the Nationals and I, I just find I think it'll be kind of funny is if the Nationals do make the World Series uh, the year after but get rid of Bryce Harper oh,
1: yeah, that's gonna be the storyline for eternity if that happens that would just I can't even imagine that. You think,
0: especially with how high everybody was on the Phillies. I know. You
1: think the National. Nobody gave the Nationals a chance in that division, including me. And they've just overcame. They were really down to start the season. I think at one point they were 17 games out of first place. They just grinded and they got back into a wild card, I believe, and then they got into the division series and then they got into the the championship series for the NL. I think Washington might be a great a great story going forward, looking back on this season.
0: Yeah. So we both got Houston and Washington uh, going to the world series. Who do we think
1: is winning it? I'm going with Houston. I'm going with Houston too. I think I'm not, I picked them at the beginning of the season. I'm not coming off of it. Yeah. Not now. No, Not now, not never. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, obviously there's only a little bit of baseball left, so that is going to do it for our little baseball roundup. And we'll be back here to talk more to wrap up the season after the World Series is done. We'll probably sprinkle in a little something of the Championship Series here over the next couple of weeks, but we do have one game to talk about this weekend in college football. Sean, number seven Florida versus number five LSU. Yes. Um, I mean, these are these are the battles. You're, you're going to uh, the swamp. It's going to be oh, nasty. It's in Baton Rouge. Oh, it's in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Oh, we're going to Death Valley. Or Death Valley. We're going to Death Valley. Oh, crap. That's even – well, the, who knows which one's worse. Exactly. Yeah, so either way, it's going to be loud. It's going to be proud. Um, give me a breakdown of this game, Sean.
1: All right, so you're looking at what is basically going to be an elite defense versus an elite offense. Florida's defense versus LSU's offense. LSU's defense is still really good. They're not much worse than Florida's, but the matchup of Florida's defense and LSU's offense, I think, is what's going to be the primetime matchup. Joe Burrow is almost at 2,000 yards passing through six games with 22 touchdowns to three picks, 78% completions percentage. That's crazy. He's in the Heisman race. He has to be at this point. And when you look at LSU's offense, they've completely reinvented themselves this season with Ed Orgeron um, in making the changes. They are a lot more pass-happy offense than what we've seen from them traditionally. Through six games in the past years, how many carries do you think LSU's leading rusher would have? You know, probably up there in the 80s, 90s, oh, yeah, a lot. 80s, 90s hundreds. Right now it's 65. They're throwing the ball a lot more, and they have three wide receivers who are making outrageous contributions. Um, Jamar Jefferson, uh what's that? I think it's I don't know ah, I don't know his first name. I know there's Jefferson, Chase, and Marshall are the three guys. But between the two of them or the three of them, they have basically all of their passing touchdowns.
0: 19 out of
1: 22 passing touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Jefferson's got 547 yards, Chase has five, um, 451, Marshall has 304. I think that this uh, pairing, their wide receivers versus that very good Florida secondary, which has two corners who have NFL aspirations and what they can make it, it's going to be the matchup to watch on the outside of that offense versus defense matchup. And to see how Joe Burrow attacks that Florida defense is what I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah, and I like you. Like you mentioned, those receivers, Marshall, he's been injured. But if he can come back this week, I mean, he's only got 20 receptions on the year with six touchdowns, and 304 yards. That's crazy. That's absurd. Yeah, that's absurd vertical numbers. You're talking about like 50, almost 15 yards a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so 15 yards a catch, six touchdowns, and he they, they, he hasn't even been there the last week or so. Um, so if he can come back, like you said, against a good Florida Florida secondary. I mean, for 80% completion percentage with three receivers
1: like that, it's a, it's a win-win for LSU. I think it is, too. I think that when you look at – and maybe attacking the outside with those three guys, if Marshall's back, like you mentioned, it might open up the middle a little bit for the LSU running game, which has been kind of slow. hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been great like it has been. I think if they attack the outside enough, it's going to soften the inside of that defense, and we could see that LSU running game break out in this game as well.
0: I mean, what do you think about Florida's offense against LSU's defense? Do you think that that's going to be a difference, or do you think that that's kind of a wash?
1: I think it's kind of a wash. LSU's defense doesn't wow me like it has in the past. They don't have those guys. Those, you know what I'm talking about, those guys who are – Matthews?
0: Outfit. Yeah.
1: Or like the, the Arden Keys, the Devin Whites, the guys that are just coming off the edge. Caleb on chase on is, is a good, good player, and he's going to play in the NFL – but they're just going to have to control Florida's offense, which I think they might be able to do because you look at Kyle Trask, or Trask, the quarterback had a injury last week. It was MCL or ACL. He says he's going to play. I don't know how effective he's going to be. We might see that Emory Jones, uh, the former top recruit, come in for Florida to do some quarterback run packages, to do some uh, bootleg packages, to get out on the edge, something that Trask won't be able to do. And also probably try to jumpstart that passing game because you look at their passing numbers, they're not great, but they have had explosive plays. You know, their passing game longs are 64, 65, 66, 69. And those are the big four plays of the year in the passing game. So they're going to have to try and attack that LSU secondary, which I think might be just as good, if not better, than for the secondary.
0: All right, what's your pick? Right now we're going to do- line Yeah, the line, the line is 13.5 point favorite for LSU.
1: This is going to be our first live prediction. We've been putting the picks out on Twitter, but this is the first time we're going to pick one on the podcast. I'm going LSU to win, LSU to cover.
0: Ooh-wee! Really? Yes. I'll, I'll go with LSU to win, but I'll take, I'll take Florida to cover nearly 14 points.
1: The, the reason I pick LSU to cover is because if there is even a chance for them to win this game, they're going to need style points if they end up losing to Alabama to try and even put their name into the college football playoff conversation. So I think they're going to need to win with style points. I think the only way you can do that is if you cover this game against a very good Florida defense.
0: All right. Well, I think it'll be really tough for them. But nonetheless, uh, that's going to be a fantastic game. There's a couple other really big games this weekend to watch out for. Um, There's going to be another podcast from Sean about the MSU versus Wisconsin game. Uh, coming this weekend so take a look out for that a little preview of uh, that game and whatever else is coming up this weekend but uh, without further ado thank you for listening to episode number 65 of Just Sayin' Sports. My name is Jake Atnip. I am Sean DeWire. Have a good day and thanks for listening.